0: Around the NFL podcast. Doesn't care about your favorite team. Not true. That's the whole thing. That's what we do here. Mm. We're actually the opposite of what money said. So money, don't be a liar. From the Chris Wesley podcast studio. Well, money didn't write that. He just read what was written. He's now just, he goes under the bus. He's just doing what they say. It's around the NFL. I'm Dan Hansis. Got some heroes here. You already heard Mark Sessler. Greg Rosenthal as well. Gentlemen, it is Tuesday. It is 12:46 12:46 p.m. on the West Coast. It is December 14th and COVID's still coming for us. I'm getting a little nervous about this season right now. Big outbreak with the Browns, outbreak with the Rams, starting to percolate uh news about that and um Mark, I got to give it up to you. The new ATN Insider. Okay. you're Welcome to the family, I should say. Thank you. It's good to be here. Uh, you did some really hard-hitting journal oh. work, and you want to share some of that right now?
1: I will. Well, we were, you know, we were chatting, the, the, the four of us, along with Ricky, on yesterday just about the COVID thing, and I just asked out loud, or I guess over text. Is that out loud? Um, how many cases have there been in terms of missed games this year versus where we were a year ago? Okay. And would you like to know the answer to that?
2: I follow you on Twitter, but yes, no, so I know. Not it. was informative. In I don't more. care. Really. Okay, so yeah.
0: we'll let's move on.
1: Oh no, I do, <laughs> oh. I do, I do. Oh well, you said this is a really good yeah. uh, tweet in our sleep. You were lying to me when you said that. Anyways, I will get to I the numbers. I just It
0: was kind of like a quasi-off day, and you were like digging through with NFL media research on this COVID story. I, I was I'm curious. Just a little it, proud was, of you. it was a good question. I, was proud I liked of it. All
1: right. Well, how about this? So, 262 games have been missed through Week 14. Where there's a lot of nonsense to come. At this time last year, 309. So, you know, Similar. Sl- a slower but pace we're catching but up. A concerning pace. Well, right? we're
2: catching up. Monday, there was 37 players tested positive. That was before Odell Beckham and, and a ton of uh, other players on Tuesday. And that was the most in any single day. And if you look at the NBA, it sort of happened to them a week earlier. Like, they've had games pushback canceled entire teams like the bulls have been wiped
0: out. And so it feels like it's coming. Yeah, it's it's, it's something uh, unfortunately that is a part of this season as it was part of last season. And we just hope because yeah, obviously competitive balance is shifted and we're going to get to like Monday Night Football, obviously, uh, where the best cornerback in football, Jalen Ramsey, taken out of action. You just it just feels inevitable that this is going to become um maybe in every game situation where someone is going to be missing and you don't want it to be that way, but that's just the world we live in right now. Today's show will be um, a good one because in addition to a really fun Monday night game, we had a uh, great, we have a great Thursday night football matchup coming up chiefs and chargers. We're going to have the great Connie Fox dropping by here to preview uh, that tilt. Uh, It is almost Christmas. Uh, We have uh, the elf on the shelf is going off in the Hans's house caused a oh, lot of wow. mischief. There's a lot of belief in the house and then Jack also lo- lost his front tooth. Um, so the tooth fairy rolled in and it's just like can did we Did you find it? Easy it's not with in the, the hot with tub? With the fairies. Yes, I, we lost <laughs> a, a jack tooth in a hot tub last summer. This one we did recover the fairy. <laughs> um, the tooth fairy took care of that business. Just too many She's ru-
1: she's riding in at a weird time of year. You know. Too many
0: mystical figures right. in, and you know, got Santa got the big man coming. It's like how about you know, ask for permission before you come in the house. Uh, ancient nymphs. Exactly. We are uh, the worst. One of the worst parenting uh, gaffes
1: that our household um, fell victim to was that our child, Colton, lost his tooth. This was during Corona. There's a lot of other stuff going on. Um, put the tooth under his pillow three nights in, in a row, um, expecting the tooth fairy to come in and drop some greenbacks down, you know, under there, under the pillow. Uh, we forgot three nights in a row to pay to to pay That's up. That's bad. Mm. And so, where does that leave a child?
0: Uh, that, well, a lot of trust issues for starters. Well, there's no doubt they about that. They still believe, though. They still believe in the tooth fairy. I think
1: it shook um, any. It shook faith that the tooth fairy mm. acted, you know, um, in a professional manner.
0: It should be stated that a lot of people are listening to this podcast in cars right now. We don't know who else is in the cars. So yes, the tooth fairy does exist. And, Absolutely, you know, in a it big should, spot. It, in, she'll this show case, up.
1: in this case, in this case, yes, you're right.
0: Anyway, uh, we're going to get to all that, but just one thing, just uh, buttoning up <laughs> Sunday night. Uh, Mark had a really unfortunate gaffe. Um, that kind of rocked the show. He had the uh, false information about the Raiders greatest blowout loss. And it was ugly to say the least, Greg. Uh, Mark apologized, um, but I thought in a in a that in a way that
2: made me look good.
0: <laughs> right. So that's, that's why that's
2: the important part yeah. of every apology well, okay. is to make that's yourself
0: look. good. OK, well, that's that's, 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 the one, core that's tenet. one piece of the pie. And then you said you were going to submit yourself to H.R. I don't Erica had sent me this uh, message that apparently landed in your inbox. Um, what? And uh, she did not. She knows that you don't want it to be played, but what the I feel like we have a contract with our listeners that this is a show that's built on open and honesty. Ma-
3: Mark, I didn't want to disobey your trust, but I just felt like But this... that's exactly what you did. Yeah, but I just well, first of all, I I'm sorry, but I feel like the integrity to the listeners, they needed to hear this.
0: All right. Just hand out the trophies right now for best acting. Go ahead. <laughs> Let's hear it. <laughs>
4: Hey, Mark. It's Tabby. From HR. For starters, I don't find it entirely credible that you would file a complaint against yourself. Like, let me get this straight. You said something factually incorrect about the Raiders losing to the Chiefs? It feels more like something for you to discuss with someone from editorial, don't you think? It's not an HR Mm. violation on its own. more just like another example of you thinking you can just do whatever and say whatever you please. That's basically you, isn't it? Nothing applies to you or your behavior. Whatever you say, whatever you promise comes with zero consequences. As you roam around town following one person's rules, your dumb rules. For example, when I suggested (laughs) that we get coffee sometime back in october and you never followed up or responded well my response to that is go f- yourself Whoa. you just f- ignore me after we had that nice talk in the parking garage fucking class act then you have the audacity to send this stupid podcast bit to me like i'm gonna play along with your latest attention seeking piece of bullshit what value do you add to our company i have an answer to that none big guy loser I'm trying to drive on the god-forsaking Whoa. 405 right now, Dumb <laughs> f- Why am I dealing with you and your idiot schemes? I f- hate you. In f- class act.
0: Wow. <laughs> wow. All right, what? yikes. Well, it's good to finally...
1: We don't need to release that whole mm-hmm. thing, by It's the good way. to
0: match a voice to Gravedigger's uh, date to the <laughs> <laughs> holiday party. We, we, as Wes would have
2: said <laughs> back in the day, a lot of performative um, expletives there. But I guess she just, you know, Tabby was angry.
0: Classic, I'm not saying a behavior. thing because that's the HR person, and then you see how you will. Uh, well, it seems like the operation could use a bit of a uh, reset. I'll well, put, it, put it at that. We'll leave it there.
1: Let's, uh, as you would say, put a pin in that. and Let's I'm put not a pin I'm in that. saying another word it's about
0: troubling. it. It's troubling. Let's close the door now on week 14 with some Monday Night Football talk. Wow, that was disturbing. I'm under center, Stafford, play fix. Boots out to his I mean, left. she's Look, not going to be happy. He's got there. Van Jefferson and Van no. Bre- it in at the goal line, middle of the field, touchdown L.A. What a rocket shot from Matthew Stafford. Saw it coming all the way. Oh, J.B. Long with the call. And the L.A. Rams get it done. A huge win on Monday Night Football over the Arizona Cardinals. Final score, Greg. 30 to 23, 30 to 23 from State Farm Stadium, a place where the Cardinals can't win a ball game. Three straight losses there. They're undefeated on the road. So the Cardinals are part of this story. But isn't the biggest story here, Greg Rosenthal? Well, Mark lost his lock. That's a big story. (laughs) I'm taking L's all over the place. That is the biggest story. Isn't the biggest isn't the biggest story here? The Rams showing life, showing, hey, we can be a Super Bowl contender, even though some people said they were too soft to hang in a big spot. <laughs> some people, i wasn't me, I don't know who it was in this room. Um, they do, in a big spot, step up, play strong, get a big win. See,
2: this season is so long, and there's four games to go after this, that this is the time of year that teams like the Rams, who have shown signs, I mean, they did... Blow out the Bucks in week three need to show up and be accounted for. And if you're the Cardinals, it's like a, a division loss. You you tied the series to a very good team balling out, I think, on in their best game of the season. And I, I wouldn't be devastated. But if you're the Rams, it's so important because that's the best game Matthew Stafford played all season. It's certainly uh, the most integrated Odell Beckham has been as part of the offense all season. The running game complemented Matthew Stafford with Sony Michelle. That was really positive. And more than anything, the defensive energy was there from the first snap of the game when Aaron Donald threw that guard aside into Kyler Murray to the very end. Every play that Murray made in this game had to be spectacular because the guards, the really the interior line of Arizona, was just decimated and dominated. And even without Jalen Ramsey, to me, that defense just made life so difficult on Arizona. They gave Stafford the chance and they gave this offense a chance to go win it and be special on their own. It
1: killed a flock of narratives that were chasing down the Rams, um, you know, previous to their bye week and really ever since because no one looked at that Jaguars win as meaningful on any level. I think it says a lot that like it's, it's almost like this is a team, one of the few teams that will be helped even by that extra week of the season because Stafford, OBJ, the rest of them, they were not where they were last night in weeks past. I mean, it tells you that, you know, when you have a new quarterback and a new system, it is gonna take time. It took time last year for Tom Brady. I mean, their their bye week changed everything for them. And we saw Brady have a couple bad games last year that he has not duplicated this way this time around. And I think that Stafford, the questions about him last night were answered. Um, they won a big game in prime time against what I thought was the best team in football. And the Cardinals, it shows you the Razor's edge they're on because they're not a mistake-prone team. They've overcome their mistakes really well. But Kyler Murray, who I thought actually played one of the best games of of, of the season, I honestly thought he was awesome. I know he had the two bad interceptions. One was a tipped ball. But uh, Cliff Kingsbury said he was super proud of him after the game. The way that some of the stuff that he pulled off. Huh. The Cardinals cannot mistake make those mistakes though. I mean, he made mistakes, and I think that there are some killer penalties down the stretch by their own line. and then the meltdown at the end, the final minute meltdown.
0: see, i I totally disagree. I'm not saying that Kyler Murray, you know, is a goat or anything uh, or wearing the goat horns, I should say, like, but I don't think he played a good game here. I know he used his athleticism to make some incredible plays because he's a great athlete, but um, you know, he doesn't throw a touchdown pass. He has the two interceptions. There could have been more than that. And it was very ugly the way the end of that game played out. I thought that's, you know, that's that's money time for a true superstar quarterback. And I thought he was a little bit out of sorts. And I think it was the first like punch in the mouth game for the Cardinals, or at least at this juncture of the season. And I wasn't really overly uh, impressed. And I thought the thing the, when I think about like the big picture, look at this game. It was what happened when the Rams stars needed to step up and play big, and they did. Uh, Matthew Stafford playing his best game of the year. I agree with that. I thought he was excellent. The throws he was making down the field, short. Everything was spot on, and he was in complete control of that game. Aaron Donald, I mean, I've talked about on this podcast. (laughs) Come on, Aaron Donald, take over a game. Show us why you're one of the best players to ever play our game. He answered your And he your absolutely challenge. did. Yeah. He was. 14 pressures. Yep. 14 pressures. He had three sacks. He had the tip that led to that interception. Numerous holding calls uh, because you can't, you just can't stop the man, including the key one late after the onside kick recovery. Cooper Cup He might have 2000 receiving yards. He steps up and Odell Beckham, a guy that's been obviously I don't love the way things ended in Cleveland. And I thought it was laughable that they would even carry the water for him on that show and report what he said, which was I got fired on my day off in Cleveland. Dude, you quit on your team and they had to dump you because you did not want to play with them anymore. But that's all in the past. He played really well in this game as well. And we just didn't see the same thing with the Cardinals, Greg. I didn't see big performances from them. Well, he's a number two.
2: Beckham's a a number two receiver now, which is kind of huge. Like (laughs) cup is the guy. And the way the game started with Stafford kind of hitting him with jabs over and over and being patient to cup short, short, short. And then he ends up kind of going with the haymakers after that. It was like really mature, really awesome. And like, you know, the deep throw to Jefferson, the the over to Cup were just, like, outrageous throws that, yeah, you, you picked on Robert Alford. I've been waiting for this Cardinals secondary to show some holes. They've been so feisty all year. And Alford, to me, was the the weak link last night. He he got picked on. But for the most part, like, those took great throws. And that's why I, I'm kind of with Mark that Murray played pretty well in that game, aside from that one Leonard Floyd-tipped interception which he just misjudged it and Floyd made a fantastic play. Like I I looked at the PFF grades for this game and I wasn't surprised Murray had an 80. Which is very, high, which is quite high. It's like not amazing, but it's quite high. But he had five big time throws in this game and four turnover worthy plays, which is like that's like putting crooked numbers up in baseball. Like he was all spectacular and uh, a lot of bad too, especially it, at the end of the and
1: game. And what I mean, like with the Murray stuff, I mean, I, again, I I think that he put a lot of great stuff on display. A lot. The mistake you that. can't have the mistakes. But if this is the low point for the Cardinals. I don't come out of here shook by what happened. I think that they, they, they have not been blown out this season. They barely lost to the Packers. My thing with Arizona, and I feel the same way about the Rams, these are teams that I think need to get home field advantage. And it's not because, you're right, the Cardinals have lost at home. This was a decisive setback. It put them back to the third seed in the NFC. They're not in control of all that right now. And had they beaten the Rams, we'd be talking about them in a completely different way. It, but this was not a, if this was the floor for
2: Arizona, this is an right, excellent it, football it team. Took, it took an, an excellent effort from the Rams. They want, it felt, it's not like they wanted it more, but they they played physical on defense. I think they set a tone. Did you see the look it, on McVay's face through the whole game? I think right, that they came into this thing wanting it as mad absolutely, as Absolutely. They could. needed it. And sometimes that's why, I mean, if the Cardinals end up going. Fourteen and three. It's like th- this is one of those games that you lose. You know what I mean? It's like I'm not going to be too hard on them when you lose the turnover battle two to nothing. The the two plays to me that changed the game more than anything. Obviously, there was the the first play. I mean, they the first interception, which. Would, they would have gone up 10-0. And that was the part of the game where Murray was playing out of his mind because every catch J- J- James Conner's making, every throw Murray's making, are so contested, and they're figuring it out. And then they, he gets intercepted on the goal line. It got tipped up a couple times. Like, his height was a bit of an issue with some of those tips. But DeAndre Hopkins dropped a fourth-down conversion inside the five, and James Conner has a wide-open hole on a fourth-and-one uh-huh. at the 40-yard line in the fourth quarter. Those are two fourth-down conversions that the Cardinals... Cardinals, two best players or two of their best players on offense kind of just blew it. The game's a little different they, if they pick up those. You know what I mean? It just was felt also, like a close game between two good teams. He he had AJ Green deep. Oh, I think it was on the
1: first drive where he missed him. He just flat out missed him and that that triggered a field goal I mean that's points left on the board so they just can't make those mistakes that's not been who they've been you know game to game
0: I thought James Conner was incredible in that game overall though and I think AJ Green's giving you more than you expected this season the DeAndre Hopkins thing is something to keep an eye on now he's getting an MRI as we uh, record this on his leg and he came out of this game limping but You know, even if you watch that game, you know, that should have been a money game for him uh, with Jalen Ramsey out of the lineup. And he just didn't seem to have a lot of burst. And I just wonder if his leg ever truly got better or if this is a situation where he's had a setback. It's something to keep an eye on because he is so important to what the uh, uh, Cardinals do in terms of their red zone and playmakers when you need somebody to step up. Um, So that is something 12 uh, targets for 54 yards.
2: He has not topped 90 yards in a game this season. And he's barely practiced for about three years now, and he got away with it. Didn't seem to really affect him.
0: Are you saying good trade by the Texans? <laughs> no. I'm with you. He did Second go he got he, to that point. Yeah. He did
2: go 1,400 yards last year uh, at 115 catches, so he was fine. But he hasn't practiced. He has, he's been on the Julio schedule where he's like always banged up and never practices. It's going about About three years, and this year it felt like it's caught up to
0: him. A Can little. I ask you a question, Greg? Because yeah. this is something you've said numerous times, and I've always I haven't really come at you on it because I kind of so... Come retic- at me! What Do you, you were- like
1: Teddy Bridgewater?
0: <laughs> of what you were talking about, but at the same time, I thought maybe you weren't giving the guy enough credit. I think Matt Stafford is better than... It's not like you've said numerous times. Matt Stafford is who he is. He's not going to magically change because he went from one place to another. I thought this was an example, and we saw it in the beginning of the season as well, as no, like put him in a fresh setting with better players and great coaching and he could be the guy that everyone thought he was going to be when he was the number one overall pick. When he's at top flight this season, he's a top three quarterback. I, th- I sincerely believe he's that good when he's locked in as he was yesterday. No doubt. but I, To me, that is the Matthew Stafford experience, that
2: he has three or four games a year where he plays like a top three or four guy. You would think with Sean McVay and the Rams that you'll get more consistency down the stretch. He was sensational last night. in was ev- awesome. In every respect, like – Physically, mentally, ball location, all of it. But I, I have seen that out of Stafford oh, yeah. with the Lions. Like so many Lions fans are tweeting out how much they missed them because they missed those Stafford games. But you get like three or four of them a year and you get some inconsistencies. It, and you too. have to also include
1: the games where they came out saying the Rams were soft when I think the game, those losses had more to do with Stafford errors. The
2: good thing is like with all these teams... It's, you know, wow him in the end, and you got a hit. That's what uh, mm. old Robert McKee says, played by Brian Cox on uh, In Adaptation. You know, it's all about the end of this season. See, that's
0: it's, how you know that Greg <laughs> really is with it, pop culture that's wise. That's the last. Everybody talks movie I succession. <laughs> forget about succession. He's talking Cox in adaption. Here's, oh, yeah. Adaptation. Here's adaptation. Here's the problem. Uh, just like some housekeeping,
2: though, the Rams will lose the tie break even if they tie the Cardinals in this division if the Cardinals win their Week 18 matchup against the Seahawks. So basically, the Cardinals win Week 18 against the Seahawks. They lock up that division record tie break over the Rams. That ultimately kind of puts them up okay. one and a half or two games with – four to play so the Rams still have some uh have an uphill battle here and we'll have to get some help to get out of that five spot it really feels like I, well they're stuck there unless the Cardinals slip up and the Cardinals have some tough games I know up what too. happens with these games now
1: everyone's down on the Arizona and we're all flying high on the Rams I think they're both <laughs> excellent teams but I'm not replacing the Cardinals with the Rams at this point not yet the Rams have been inconsistent. I think they're rounding into something special. I don't, I don't sense anybody in this room is right.
0: burying the car. Right. No, so no, no, so, yeah. You've been I, burying
1: I, the Rams the whole time. I've not been burying the Rams the whole time. The Rams have been up and down. We're, we're now forgetting how they got thumped viciously but that's how this league works. Oh, yeah. that's, I'm, uh, that's but I, I'm works. saying it's part of the story, but part of the whole right. thing is they're rounding into something think, really good. But I the think, Cardinals are not a problem to me.
0: They're not, and I don't think anybody thinks they are. I'm, I think what I, the Rams gave us last night was, hey, we could be as good as any of these teams. Peak Rams. Yes. Right. So Peak there's, Rams. That was a nice reminder because it's been a while.
2: they got to show you know. it to themselves. I think there's five teams in the NFC that could go to the Super Bowl. To me, it'd, it'd be a little surprising if San Francisco got there or whoever wins the seventh seed, and I think the Rams needed to have that be a little more than just something you say, and like that you know intellectually it could happen. Like, oh yeah, this is a team that could get on a roll. Now they they know
0: it, we know it, we all know it. All right, totally Mark, agree, Mark. Let's take uh, inventory. Um, obviously, the lock competition means a lot to you. What was destroyed in your house during the <laughs> game? Means a lot to you
2: too. You're looking for your first title here, Dan. I, I have know. a title. I you got it. I got it. Shit. I have a title too.
0: Yeah. But I'm asking you, what was destroyed in your house while you watched the game?
2: I I was, uh,
1: my behavior was serene. It was freezing, and I was in my garage underneath. um, Mm. There were no blankets, so I just unfurled a sleeping bag and just put it over my body while I watched that game. Pretty
5: sad, actually. uh,
0: Why? I'm going to get you, you know what? We're going to be giving out some Christmas gifts. I got one coming for you now that I heard that. Let's take a break. (laughs) I liked it. And then uh, hand out some gifts. (laughs) All right, here we go. Welcome back uh, to the old, uh, you know podcast uh, and it is Christmas time Hanukkah is in the rear view but that doesn't mean you can't send a gift over to Greg and his people these are all options we celebrate Christmas to be fair you're a Christmas house as well I have no problem Not with as that. well no Hanukkah no Hanukkah no Hanukkah Christmas mm-hmm. you identify as Jewish I don't.
2: It's not religious. I mean, uh, I'm Take us through it. I identify as not religious. I think that, you know, Jewish, uh, you feel some cultural connection because my dad was born in Nazi Germany. That was part of it. So, like, that that was a big part of his identity, his family's
0: identity, but never been to a temple. So you did not have a bar mitzvah. No, I would have loved to be at the Greg Rosenthal bar mitzvah. I mean, it sounds so plugged it in. Been, it would be it would be an incredible show. But Greg was born age thirty-two, so he could not have been thirteen oh, you can, you at a bar mitzvah. No, there it is. No. See, connect the dots with the red string. Never been to a bar mitzvah. <laughs> We're gonna hand out gifts uh, to each other right now because it is the holidays. Uh, Mark the first one. I'm just gonna here. Here's a box for you. Okay. All right. I we'll open it up.
1: What a nice box here. I am opening it. There do we it have to do that for everyone? I mean, I've yes. opened
0: the box. All right. Let's see what's in it. Inside, there you go, an electric blanket for your sad <laughs> garage football games
1: i don't feel sad it's like a total enjoy i will this is a nice
2: addition to uh what was already yeah, that's your happy place all by yourself in, in this the garage. Had and this has four and a half out, out of five is-
0: stars on amazon uh, okay. really good reviews you might need an extension cord depending where you're setting up the electric blanket and maybe the uh cords uh, you know you might not have too many outlets in the garage and- uh, right above the couch there's an outlet actually okay. it's it's a perfect gift based on no l- l- source l- of water in the area
1: uh, there's an. There's an excellent um, pure water filter in there that I have delivered. You know, the water's delivered monthly. We'll get all
0: snuggly in that one and watch Browns Raiders this weekend. How about that? All right. Now, one gift is already down. Do you want to hand out a gift here, Mark?
1: Yeah, I will give a gift to Greg. Um, I'm very proud of Greg for starting up his um, tennis podcast this year. Wait, let him open the gift. Oh, yeah. Remember the bit? Okay, here we
2: go. (laughs) Wow. See what's in there? Oh, this is great. great yeah, idea. well,
1: I'm giving Greg a weekend with Boris. Um, that would be ex-tennis star Boris Becker. Ooh. All right, who was my favorite tennis player growing up because of his electric ath- a athletic. German, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, he's still on the scene. I follow him on he Instagram. Also,
0: he also escaped Nazi Germany. That's true as well. I think he was on the other side, just by the looks okay. of Okay. Yeah, no, the Go
1: narrative ahead. is different there. Anyways, Greg, this is what you get in a weekend with Boris. Um, he is going to give you a series of next-level tennis lessons. Okay. You can also just hit it around with him. Um, he'll tape three oh. quarts of ThunderPods with you
2: okay. as your guest. Um,
1: he will smoke some high-octane tree in the evenings with Ooh. you. Oh, yeah. just, um, the and way also, you said tree there, Just that was a president in itself. And also, he will wax your entire body along with a body tactician named Oliver. These are all oh, included be good for the in Kirk a weekend. Cousins cube. Too, Absolutely. So it's, it fits right. That's the football angle. The Lube Kirk Cousins cube that you're, that you're in. That would be fun. Maybe we Boris. could have
2: them do like an Australian open preview. That's generally my favorite tournament, uh, but it does come during the NFL playoffs. So it might be tough to bring back courts of thunder. Then mm. we'll see, but or that, that away would away for great. a week. Boris has had a, a nice post tennis career as like a controversial commentator who like occasionally goes a little too far. Um, with some old school views, uh, but still well loved. You know what I mean? Like this is perfect. <laughs> you guys will do great. He's uh, like the Jimmy the Greek of uh-oh. the tennis,
0: tennis community. Uh, Greg, do you want to hand out a gift?
2: I, I will. Mine's more just, um, you know, generic here, not well, generic. Who's it for? But more football. It's it's for the Wessling brothers and Brad Spicer. Um, oh, the spice rack. The spice rack. How,
0: who's uh, opening that gift? If they're...
2: all of them. It's just sent yeah. to Cincinnati, and it's just opened up, and inside. Um, is actually a heart for uh, uh, Zach Taylor oh. like that like he actually grows a pair here and gets a little more aggressive down the stretch and um, recognizes the the quarterback that he has and stops like calling games what is it the mm. cowardly lion gets the heart Start, stops calling games as if Joe Burrow, is this like rookie Ham and Egger and starts playing to win here? Because the city of Cincinnati wow. and their Bengals fans
0: deserve this. Based on, I think it was Nick's texting uh, or was that Spice was Spice Rack? Rack yeah, it, I can imagine Spice Rack sending uh, the still beating heart of a lion to Zach Taylor or the Bengals be, complex. That would be troubling. Yeah, I could, I could imagine. That maybe would get not him beating. on some radar. Because something. you
2: could say that it's like, oh, they've already overachieved. They're over their uh, over under total for the year. We're here in week 14. No, if this thing goes sideways and there is like a Bengalsy feeling to it, in my mind, um, Man. It'll be horrible. And uh, I think he's just got to see the guy that he has in Joe Burrow and start coaching that
0: way. I want to say, I just want to make this clear, because uh, somebody had tweeted at me, and I even caught myself on Sunday, and I saying, oh, Bengals fans shouldn't get upset. They have a fun team now. I get it. doesn't mean that, like, you can't be frustrated, because uh, you, they, you, they have graduated from league doormat, to fun team with potential, but the next step where they become a consistent winner, that's what the Browns, for instance, are trying to do right now. That continues to elude them, and I understand exactly the moment, although maybe there were many moments in that game, but watching the game on Game Pass, in overtime, they roar down the field. Bengals roar, nailed it. Uh, I think it's first and 10 at the 26th uh, of San Francisco, and they run it twice. Run, run, pass. And then take a sack and then settle for the field goal. They make the field goal, but it's like if you're a decimated uh, 49ers secondary and you're moving the ball, just attack, go win the damn game. And I get that. that and Zach hopefully learns from that.
1: You think he would. I mean, uh, but I, I think you're saying also, Bengals fans, relative to what you're going through as a Jets fan, should be feeling on the up mm-hmm. and up. And right. it, you know what? That. Because I was I, where they were. Two that's years fine, ago. but I would yeah. say because it sounds a little this bit. This like game the, is also
2: on my radar. This Bengals Broncos game coming up. It oh, just that it would feel. I see that. A it would bit feel too. troubling
0: if you lose to the Bron. Like that, then it starts, starts to get ugly. Saying?
1: I don't even remember at
2: this
0: point. I believe you were making a comment about my fandom and the. Oh Bengals well, fandom. I think
1: that as, if your team moves into that we don't totally yes. rot category, right. we have some hope. You're you change as a fan pretty quick. You yeah, want more no, and more. I, You're not sitting that. there in satisfied, Vil.
0: I get that. Um, I will hand out. A, Greg, you deserve another gift. Okay. You've been a very <laughs> Absolutely. good boy. He does. He's a, you know, he's a man uh, that celebrates Christmas, so I will open it up. Bud. Oh, You right. did a good job with it. Look at those hands that work. Tearing those. Big tearing hands. That gift you know, open. really
2: can ah! hold that ball
0: in the rain. Um, I have gifted to you, as you can see there, uncomplicated love for the Patriots. Oh. I've been tracking this with you. I think, Mark, we haven't had a private conversation, but I know you have sensed it as well. It's that, an
1: on-point gift.
0: That Greg, for some reason, but, but there is a reason. I think I know what it is because Greg likes to play the game like, you don't know what's going on in my head ever. I do. I do know what's <laughs> going on in that brain. That's the game that I'm playing. That big old Rosenthal brain. That's the game I'm playing. And <laughs> You don't know what's in my head. Game. And what's going on with Greg is, Greg, is a, he's, a, 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 he's a serious football analyst. And he looks around the landscape, and he sees, like, how many of these people that I respect in the game, like, have a favorite team? It's like, no, I think it's time for me to move away from that. And I think that's what he was attempting to do once Brady left town. And it would have been the, clean. The dynasty ended. Yeah. I got, what else could I ever ask for? Six rings, all these endless memories, uh, both as a professional and as a, just a straight fan. And it was a clean break. So now I could be the analyst that doesn't have a fandom. I root for all teams. I root for stories. That old gag. But then what happened? Bill made some great draft picks, some deft signings. And here we are again with the Patriots team that is uh, lovable to the people of New England, that is a bit of an underdog outfit with a young quarterback that's got a lot of moxie and potential. And you've been nagging them this season. You keep on, you keep on saying, oh, well, this is good. They're good, but uh, maybe not that good. Every week, every time they get a big win, a little negging, a little <laughs> negging, a little negging. Maybe it's time to make mm. your love uncomplicated again. Get away from the what do I need to do professionally to be the analyst that people will respect the most and just say, I'll always but be like, a Patriots fan. Aren't I a huge Ricky, f- am I right? No,
2: I mean, <laughs> <laughs> of course you're right. You're <laughs> I want this to you be a right. all. bullseye. I, I enjoy this more when I do love like the teams and a lot in teams and players. And my love for a lot of these teams there, it goes away, but it's not complicated. I wish I kind of wish I had it. I mean, it's sort of the other way around. Like Emicus talked to me about it. Like you're not really that into the Patriots. I kind of wish I had. I wish I liked them as much as the Mark likes them this year. I don't know. It's not there. Like totally. Well, it's an honest response, but Dan
1: is giving you a gift that will allow you to feel that again. That's what the that special nice. nature of that gift. You'll I'm never not, know I'm
0: what's ag- in my head.
2: I'm not against it, it but I, I like. I kind of. I mean, you're on point that I'm not like that into the Patriots, but that's more of like a shameful thing than something I'm like looking.
0: So I'm not on to anything with you having a chance at a clean break and changing the way you frame your football viewing experience at this stage in your life.
2: I don't you think I like have a lot of teams that I'm like overly emotional about? And and I would put that I would put them in that mix, but it's not the same. I'm not like uh, it's more embarrassing than anything that I'm not that into the Patriots.
0: All right. Uh, Before we go to Mark, I just want to quickly, Erica, I want to give you a gift. (laughs) <laughs> Everything okay back there, going to be a car with a bow on it? Those insanely
1: dumb cars? I was
0: just waiting to be teed up into the segment. She's like, I will slam the fuck out of this Christmas music.
3: Don't you feel festive?
0: All right, it's, go like, ahead. Here's TBD. your gift. Okay. Open it up. Well, here
3: you go. Here I go. <laughs>
0: it's very sloppy back there right now. There you go. Uh, this is just a practical gift. This is... Uh... Oh,
3: paper cut. <laughs> uh,
0: that's just flea medication for Thor. Oh. That's important. That's to? what you got me? Yeah. That's important to have.
3: Nice. <laughs>
1: well, guess what? <laughs> Go ahead, Mark. I've got a gift for Ricky, too, that that's I think is a gift. little bit more uh, trenchant.
3: Okay. Well, wait
1: Back a second.
0: That's important.
3: Yeah. That's
1: expensive. It's a
0: very functional gift that you gave. That would keep that dog in business. Dan's giving yeah. legit good gifts. <laughs> useful yeah. gifts. Yeah, Life-saving. Blanket. Like that blanket's going to literally save Mark's life. This I sent right. a functional. text to
3: our group last night to Mark and said coming from a man in a, a grown man in a blanket in his garage <laughs> look that's my house
0: yeah but I you're sending us like I thirst please. trap
3: photos of like your legs and blankets last night watching this thirst well, trap you, you, yeah. do do that's know? how you <laughs> responded to didn't get to that
0: you know the stories of the guy the wife kicks him out of the house yeah and he goes and like rents the, the U-Haul temporary storage unit and lives out of there until he gets busted. Yeah. Like Mark just practicing. For that well, day. it's getting
1: close. that's hitting close to home. <laughs> just to be honest. Can I give this gift to Ricky? It's <laughs> a two part gift. The first gift, and it's, I think it might help you too, Greg. Um, oh. indirectly. And it's not it's nothing we ha- it's a gift I've we've been you've been given before, but I think you like it. It's just a flat out Super Bowl title for the plucky little Patriots team that could
2: wow. that's the first gift. I think gift. it's a gift for
0: everyone but me.
3: Yeah, that's well that's the best gift I've ever gotten. And my thirtieth birthday weekend.
2: Mark's a huge Patriots fan now. I'm digging him. Second.
1: <laughs> give me um give me the name of a of a male of a of a, a boy's name, please. Danny. Danny. Well Danny. no, not
3: Dan, but like Danny Amendola. He winked at me. Alright, Danny.
1: So I'm giving um Ricky a newborn infant. Oh. Okay, one that needs a new home. It's Danny. Dan Jr. <laughs> it will be a boy. It's oh, named no. Danny. The gift will be given and will arrive before you Christmas so that it can enjoy Christmas with you. He, not What are it. we going to
3: tell Emily? Uh, <laughs> it's
1: By the way, this is arriving on December 18th, so you have four about three or four more days to go do anything at night to enjoy your life in terms of freedom on any level. The baby mm. arrives. Danny, little Danny arrives on December 18th, and then you have to plug in and take care of it and do everything that you would do to raise a small boy.
0: By my math it's it should be 7 months from now but okay. <laughs> December 18th. No 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 this is baby is this baby has this already been party. born yeah. needs needs to be cared for. <laughs> yeah.
2: So yeah. yeah. that well, would be that's a blessing. Nice. I that's would
3: perfect love, timing. I would love,
2: enjoy it. it. There's that NFL network double header on Saturday and you guys can just sit just and, watch and watch and enjoy it. Nice. Good. That's nice. You that's and Danny. Awesome. That was a nice gift.
0: Do you have another one, Greg?
2: Uh, sure. I'm going to give something um, to everyone here, oh. and that is the gift of mental health in the form of the Browns winning the rest of their games. Not, It's not for Mark. It's actually for us. Oh, okay. Um, if the Browns continue to win, like, we're all happier. They I, win the Super Bowl then. Right. Dan was watching that game the other week, you know, last Sunday and we're, yes. we're on the edge of our seats hoping the Browns don't it's blow important. this. I'll it's be important. watching Saturday, um, you know, watching the Browns, whoever's left after this COVID party and uh, playing this fraudulent Raiders team and I'm going to be nervous because I know Mark would hate nothing more than to lose to this sort
0: of Raiders team and I want a happy oh, yeah. Mark at the office. And I'm, I'm tentatively locking up, locking up your brownies Ooh. this weekend, but I got to see how the old COVID sitch Shakes out. I mean, it's get not back to me on it's Thursday. It's heading in the wrong direction. Well, not <laughs> heading no, the I think
2: direction. we kind of know, don't we?
0: Landry, Hooper, it's a lot of players. Yeah, but maybe they can, if they're vaccinated, they can get cleared by Saturday. Not looking too hot, though. Uh, it's funny because, Mark, I did, you're very special to me, so I did. I have this huge gift for you as well. It is Browns related. And I hope it kind of dovetails nicely mm-hmm. here. Um, I got you. The Go ahead, open it up.
1: Let's see here. Lifting the lid off the box. Oh, holy
0: shit It is a four-year, $134 million extension for Baker Mayfield. It includes $110 million (laughs) of guaranteed money, takes you through the 2026 season, and it ties Baker to the franchise for five more years and $141 million. That is the Jared Goff contract, actually, from two years back. And I just went ahead and um, rubber-stamped that sucker, so he's all yours. You got your quarterback.
2: That's my gift from you. Well, the great thing about it is then you don't have to worry about all these questions. Is he the guy? Is he good or not? No, the money proves it. It's the gift that keeps giving, really. He's the
0: guy. For years and years.
1: He's the guy and he's great. I'm going to hold off on the gift that I was going to give. You're going to return that gift? I'm going to uh, just press pause on the (laughs) gift giving at this point.
0: (laughs) Wait a second, because you were going to give me something nice and now you're not going to do it. I was, yeah. But I
1: just gave (laughs) you Baker Mayfield four for 134 with 110 Mm. guaranteed extension but I'm not ready to accept that gift. You're yet. taking uh, that back to the return. line. I'm just I mean. not ready to do. I mean, it's just going to sit there like in the, in the spare room and we'll see, we'll deal with it down the road. But, mm. but All thank right. you so much.
0: Okay, well, you see not sometimes with gifts, you, you have the right intentions and then doesn't always get received in the way you imagined it. That's, that's true. That's how that works. Do you have, a, do you have one on the fly? You want to give me like a lump of coal? I no, or I shit? actually was going to give you a
1: two, a very quick two part gift. Um, one confirmation over the next four weeks that you have a quarterback. Oh. And oh. you will also uh, extend Zach Wilson with the same contract <laughs> that the Baker Mayfield received from the Browns on January 44th.
0: <laughs> January 44th. Good. So we'll never get to that day. Um, yeah, I, I kind of have this to talk about on the Thursday preview show, but yeah. Uh, it's, uh, people can tell me to shut up, but it's never too early to worry about a Jets quarterback. Uh, I'm not overly thrilled with the trajectory of his early career. And I know he's not in a great setup right now, uh, but I'm a little nervous about it. I'll leave it at that.
1: What about this gift, so minus the contract business,
0: which was just a... a I don't know what he could do And f- Well, I guess if he What if he, he played lights out, out, out of, for a month? Like, and you just saw it. Oh, well, I mean, I would be over the moon. Although that kind of happened with Darnold in 2018 in his last few games. But even though even then, I would take it because um, he's really struggling right now and uh, can't blame it really on Mm. coaching. You could blame it on personnel a little bit or maybe his health a little bit. But he is not taking the steps um, where you're thinking to yourself, wow, this guy is going to keep getting better and we have somebody. So far, it's very much open ended at this point. So I would hold off on the massive extension. Uh, for, for Zach, Zach Wilson. Wilson at this okay. time, also a one year into league his five
2: r-
1: year yeah, deal.
0: Yeah. It's also against league rules. So that's, <laughs> oh, well, that's helpful.
1: I'm here to break rules for Dan.
0: But the Baker contract is well within league limits.
1: So. Yes, but it's not something that I
0: desire the way that you think I do. <laughs> All right. And uh, that is. anybody else have anything? There you go. And there are the gifts of the <laughs> on the NFL podcast. I had a gift the- for
1: Gravedigger, but I'm going to. Um, I'll deal with that
2: in private. Oh, I see. He's I'm, hoping to I'm get just, his own gift. I'm peeking over at Mark's notes and I see the words "poopsie pie" and "minor rodent, rodent rabies" in all caps. I just want to know what was left on the that was my other gift for Dan. Here.
0: Oh, it was
1: a pet squirrel that you could have in your new house, oh, like you I did miss, in your old one. That he would kid. be very a very calm squirrel that could sit with you on the couch. even though I
0: still have a scar from when he bit me, but that was that was my fault. That was not his fault. I don't remember his name anymore, but he was my name. How how could you forget Gus's Gus's name? Her name. Gus, (laughs) Cherry. I mean, the whole gang. And speaking of gifts, we have one more for both us and the listeners. Here she comes. Connie Fox heading into the studio right after this break. All right. Here she is. Welcome back, Connie Fox, the tiny box.
5: It's great to be back. Great to be here. So festive in here. Your chair is
0: really high. It's making me feel self-conscious.
5: I did that on purpose. You've
0: never been taller than me. Cannot start I like to have you panic. Anyway. (laughs) Dan is legit physically
1: uncomfortable right now. He is now raising his seat to be the tallest person in the room.
0: (laughs) Colleen's like five foot one and a half. He cannot be taller than me. All right. Here we go. Yes. Before we get to Thursday night, and it's one of the best Thursday night games of the year. Uh, Connie, you were behind the glass during that, uh, really, I thought, um, special moment for the show great. where we handed out gifts to each other. Did you have anything you wanted to, uh, I,
5: bestow? oh, I thought that we were going to start with Nazi Germany, um, just <laughs> oh. based on the previous part of the show, but I do have a gift for you, Mark. Uh, really? Yes. Wow, that's yes. fitting. Uh, yeah, that's I, really It's touching. like the, yeah. it's such a, it's a large box from the tiny box. Okay, shall
1: I? Um, open I, it up, bro. Yes, All right. please. It's, it is motions. sizable. Yes. Uh, there we go. Whoa. So oh, okay.
5: what is inside is an unending closet that is filled with a brand new wardrobe for you. So you do not have to worry about it ever again. And it will constantly change. It will be updated at no cost for you.
1: A very special gift. Yeah. Um, closet it, space too. That's no, nice. it's, you've, uh, you've heard my pain points. Um, and you've responded in a very generous way. Oh, yeah. And I, I appreciate
0: that. Very much. Can you make me one promise? Can you give me one more gift? Big Green stays in the rotation. Keep Big Green in.
1: I will, I will, that's going to be challenging because with all these new things to pair from. That's my favorite And it's just, it's a rotating, it updates. It updates. As the trends change. So you don't even have
5: to worry about cleaning out your closet and like making sure that things are still in style. It just does it automatically for you. What I
1: specifically wanted though, I want at least one compartment or one part of the wardrobe to be like the, as I mentioned, like the Michael Irvin like pink suit with like the boa fur cap and the, I Mm -hmm. want, I want to, Wear that on this show. He's,
5: uh, you know, that he does all of that. Like, it's no, like, I've le-
1: I've learned. I've yep. been, I've learned that he is, you know, that that's. His I was thing. I
5: was responding to everything during that podcast, walking around like the grocery store, and I was like, no, 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 that's not how it works, Mark.
1: Well, no, and I, I <laughs> listen. I am a naif on that front, so I, I have like I wear like four shirts on this show, and I need to change my ways. Did um, you know,
0: yes. Colleen, the green shirt I refer I refer Big to green. whenever. But Mark wears big green, and I turn the corner. I see him the first time. He always go, "Here I am, your little army man." Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I go, "Yes, you but are." I'm Sergeant. never wearing
1: that again.
3: <laughs> I've missed you guys,
0: Sergeant Sessler. All right, Connie. Enough yeah. of the funny business. Did you think I nailed it with Greg in the Patriot psychology? I it was I good. Yeah. I thought it was good. I think I good even got on. him to realize it in real time. If you look it's, his No, eyes,
2: it's been a topic. It was a topic at my house. Hmm. Your gifts are a little stinky, Dan. Like they, yeah. they're Yeah. a little, kid, Davis. Forgot a little, little bit forgot about of the an squirrels'
5: names. Like they if were anything, such a big it, part it of makes your me life sad. in such lost. a dark I've lost, period. I've lost the part during the of the pandemic.
0: Myself. It was more of my mind a blank. I, of course I remember Gus. I love that. I love that little guy. In fact, <laughs> it's I kept a she. um uh, it was never clear, but I kept the little picnic <laughs> table that it's I bought okay. that I put into the tree. Uh, and then my neighbor, Rich. Uh, I taught him about the ways of the squirrels, and, and he, took, he took it on. So the squirrels continue to be fed by humans. Hmm.
1: That's great. So What a story. A, I, I can't believe
0: you it. saved that update till now. That was... Chiefs Chargers yeah. from SoFi Stadium right across the sidewalk. Priyanka, give it to me. Turn it up in my headset. Everybody's welcome here.
5: As long as you have a ticket.
0: Oh, and by the way, like, come no. on! Well, I am slathered all over this. <laughs> b-. Um, the project. Hey,
3: how there's, many swears so are we? Minute. I'm gonna miss them, and then I'm gonna get you know destroyed about how I suck at my job.
0: I think one thing you could do
1: is you can take notes, Ricky, when you hear. <laughs> I when... do
3: take notes, Mark. Why oh. don't you take a note? <laughs> oh. Wow! I knew oh. that. Wouldn't know you. I knew
1: that would know you. <gasps> <laughs>
0: That was a gift for me, <laughs> that right there. Uh, I knew Yeah, that just going. a little time code, and then that <sighs> so way... You can... Exactly. You just It's right there in front of you. You don't have to jog the... She's
1: going to
5: murder you. I'm
0: Absolutely. staying in this room. I'm not exiting the studio. Yeah, you're not. Just a little update. The project that uh, got cooking behind the scenes, a reworked version. Remember when um, Paul McCartney was really upset uh, with the Phil Spector Let It Be album that had all this production on it, so he mm. released... It was called Let It Be ellipses naked and it was like a stripped down version we will have a stripped down version of that priyanka hit at some point before the end of the season and we have a very (laughs) special musical artist handling handling the duties it won't be priyanka but she wasn't my first choice anyway
1: talk about a christmas gift a holiday gift depending on what holiday you uh or whatever Mm -hmm. it is you're in support of
0: very good, Mark. All right. The Chargers are 8-5. They <laughs> really really covered your base. <laughs> <laughs> Coming off a uh, whopping of the G-Men. The Chiefs are 9-4, uh, lead the NFC West, uh, one of three teams in the AFC. Did you know that this is the first time in the history of our league since conference play began in 1970 that there's a three-way tie record-wise atop both conferences entering week 14?
5: Wow. That
0: is it is real. And uh, that old stat that you brought up a few weeks ago, Greg, about how many teams were in the mix, we are still right there. There are 26 of 32 teams within a game of the playoffs are currently in position. That's where we're at in our league no right now. No playoff
2: spots clinched with None. four weeks to go. That's Only a couple teams eliminated. Anyone can take a dirt
0: nap. That is exciting to me. So the Chiefs are 9-4. and four. They're coming off a really big win as well, Connie. Mm-hmm. So you have two teams fighting it out for division uh, supremacy here on Thursday night. And both feeling pretty good about themselves right now.
5: Yes. So I think the biggest headline going into this game is COVID and the players Uh, that won't be available. So I feel like let's just get that out of the way off the bat because Chris Jones was added to the COVID list. And it's still unclear if he'll be able to come back in time unless it's some type of like false positive yeah that's that's one of their most talented defensive players he's been amazing with frank clark they've been all over quarterbacks, so that's going to be really important because on the other side of things rashawn slater the chargers left tackle he also tested positive for covid so when i saw that i'm thinking okay justin herbert if he doesn't have his left tackle this is going to be an issue with chris jones and frank clark on the other side but now it's almost a little bit even because of those two guys being out additionally uh josh Gordon. Gordon tested positive, the Chiefs wide receiver, and then you have... Probably hanging out with
1: Johnny Manziel.
5: Maybe. Who knows? Um, so there's there's a lot of guys who, whether it's through injury or COVID, yeah. their status is up in the air. Austin Eckler, we saw that the Chargers running back, he hurt his ankle mm-hmm. um, a short week. So we're going to monitor his status. We're going to see how he does. But there's, there's so many things to look at in this game. For me, I've been looking at the Chiefs' defense because who hasn't? And they've sort of risen from the dead, which is why it's such a huge, huge uh, – it's just – Chris, losing Chris Jones if they do in fact not have him for this game. that's massive. This it's a great defense, test. They've played so well, causing five turnovers in that last game against the Raiders. They've allowed more than 20 points just once since week five. Um, not at all during the six game winning streak. So they've done a really great job taking pressure off of Mahomes with the takeaways, the points scored off of those, giving him and the offense a short field so he hasn't had to do all of the things that he was doing earlier in the season and pressing and doing that he looks and this offense in general they look efficient they're spreading the ball around they're moving the ball well they've been great on third down so we'll have to see how that plays out without Chris Jones
2: that's what changed about the Chiefs more than anything Mm -hmm. was Chris Jones turned back into Chris Jones one of the best interior defensive linemen in the league Frank Clark who was terrible for about a month and a half in this season like a net huge negative turned back into Frank Clark and Melvin Ingram was a great pickup like thank you Steelers he he has really helped in terms of their interior rush and when I saw Rayshawn Slater's out I thought oh I was, cause I was thinking I'm picking the Chargers in this game Same. and then I saw that and I you know I started to lose my nerve a little bit because Storm Norton is their right tackle a little bit of a problem then if you got a problem at left tackle yeah you get a little more worried but now it's like this in all of these games, the availability just feels like it's so different which team you get on a week-to-week basis. For instance, they were careful with Derwin James last week. Sounds like he'll be back. Joey Bosa they were careful with two weeks ago. He kind of came out last week, and he was fresher. Like, Chris Harris uh, should be playing. Eckler should be playing, but, you know, unless, unless something pops up. So, I, it's it comes down to that stuff, and yet we know the Chargers can, like, go toe-to-toe with the Chiefs because they did it. They already beat him once Mm -hmm. this year in a game that actually the Chiefs racked up a ton of yards and went up and down the field. But it was the Chargers, if you remember, at the end of that game, in in, I think it was week three or so, scored the last 10 points uh, and kind of closed out the Chiefs. It was like, ooh, is this a different Chargers team? Show it to us again and sweep them. This
1: is that moment. This is that moment for them because, I mean, they broke the Bengals two weeks ago. They absolutely decimated the mentality of the Giants by halftime last week. I well, mean that's easy. I, I, I'm not calling that the biggest achievement of the year, but the way that their offense has appeared over the past two games answers some of the concerns and the fretting over Joe Lombardi's scheme in general. They are letting Justin Herbert be Justin Herbert. And we have tracked the Chargers as this hot and cold up and down team, snake bit to the last, our entire podcast run. If they pull this thing off, they go nine and five They take over the division and they are something we've never seen before. And that's what I'm hoping will happen.
0: I kind of remember, Greg, you're good with this history stuff. A few years back, Bill Rivers maybe going to Kansas City in a primetime game late in the season and scoring a huge win. That was a TNF game. Yes. Mm -hmm. I was there for that. Okay, so that that was another I'm thinking of that game when I think of this game where the Chargers have an opportunity to really say, hey, when you talk about the Super Bowl contenders, of course, it didn't work out for that Chargers team. It's never worked out for a Chargers team uh, when you talk about the big goal here. But this team, they go and beat the Chiefs. And Justin Herbert plays at the level he's been playing at recently. Some of the throws he's been making these last Mm -hmm. couple weeks. What a great showcase for him. Like, I'm taking my boys to the game. Uh, on Thursday, and they are unrestricted free agents as football fans. Um, they, I think they want to be Jets fans because they, they want their dad to love them, but they don't understand that I'm <laughs> trying to push them away. But if I push too hard in that direction, it will only make Jack especially be like, no, I am a Jets fan. So it's a very del- delicate dance. So money has helped me out, got tickets to this game, and I'm going to put them in their seats, and I'm going to just pray that Justin Herbert goes to town on the Chiefs and lights him up. And I think it could happen. And maybe they become Chiefs fans. Remember, we did the fan redraft, took the Chiefs and that. So Mahomes... Justin Herbert, that's just going to be a showdown and a matchup we've been we got to watch for a long time, uh, Connie.
5: And Justin Herbert, he's played so well when he has solid protection. And that's been, especially over the last two weeks, he's completing like 76% of his passes, 74% of his passes, six touchdowns, one interception. So losing Slater is such a big deal here because Slater is the only player on the Chiefs or the Chargers offense that has played every single offensive snap this year.
1: Mm. That's what's like you know we've covered the COVID thing, but that's just what's so deflating is like I think even for these coaches too when you find out sometimes the who knows who will be out, else will be out that you have to do more adjusting than we re realize when suddenly you lose a tight end or a tackle it's a total mess I I will say this about the Chargers like I they are starting to compel me in a way uh, that is dangerous so oh, I, am, oh, I I'm going to this game too as a media member but wait wait what
0: what do you mean? In, they're starting to compel you in a way that is dangerous. What does that mean exactly? Please break it down.
2: Like, I think about them a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's also... I can see you being a big fan of... Um, they have someone on the team named Trey McKitty. Have you noticed that? Mick Kitty. I mean, oh, yeah. that is a Ooh. Mark Sessler name if I've we ever We have to get a
5: jersey. That's, that's a present. Okay. That's Another one for Mark. That
2: fits right so into many. That, this beautiful I want to see Herbert... <laughs> I know he played well against back, uh, against the Chiefs last time, but that Chiefs defense at the time was giving up, like, historic numbers. Since then, when Herbert's gone against a, a coordinator that's good at mixing up coverages and kind of making you hold the ball, like, that's what stuck out to me uh, with the Chiefs game last week and, and really almost every week right now. He is making Derek Carr, for instance, who's, you know, a, a bright quarterback, not be not sure with what he's seen, And that's what Herbert's done in his down games. And they've especially like attacked the, like the protection in terms of like knowing who even to stop. And they're good on the back end. Like I, I kind of just believe in this chiefs defense at some point. To like, your the, point, the guys that unspooled him, Vic Fangio,
0: right. Mike Belichick.
1: Zimmer, Belichick and wink Mark Martindale for the Ravens. Interesting. Wow.
0: Uh, Vegas has this at chiefs lay in three. They got the wood out for three over under. It's the highest of any game this week at 52. So, I could see points here, but also, do I trust the Chiefs' offense? Not yet.
5: That's what Maybe I was going to gonna ask you. Like, just the Chiefs' offense in general, and Patrick Mahomes. Because if they do win this game, then does it become okay? Are they are they overtaking the Patriots for that number one spot? Like, I don't. I have to look at their schedule to see what they're how they finish out.
2: They, you know, the Patriots have a tough schedule. The Chiefs is I Doesn't would say is a, is a little earlier. Now. They're all they're all tied. Uh, But, yeah, I think, to me, the Chiefs and the Patriots are the two best picks for the AFC Championship because if they're winning this way, like, I was impressed or at least encouraged with the game that Mahomes had a week ago. This game will be telling because the whole idea of, like, that we've heard ad nauseum about playing the two high-safety shells, like, that came from Brandon Staley. Like, that is what Brandon Staley... Wants to do as a defensive coordinator. Now it didn't totally work in when they played early in the season, uh, but they did force a couple turnovers. Like they are the stereotypical, you know, too high shell that's going to keep everything in front of them. And they've definitely been playing better over the last month. The Chargers' defense, like mm-hmm. you're starting to feel like Staley's imprint is is being on them.
5: Their run defense, though, still like, yeah,
2: they've been pretty good. It's since gotten their better in the last month, yeah. They've been pretty good. They they've looked like like a more cohesive
0: type of group. And Connie Fox, this is good news, too. Just like we keep on hearing the Eagles. They don't get on a plane again. That's right. You don't have to get on a plane this week. That's right. Across (laughs) the sidewalk here. Uh, Maybe we'll even see you on Thursday night. Uh, Connie, I know you like it in my city. That's right. Yeah. Well, (laughs) anything else you want to add before we say Goodbye.
5: Um, just great to see you guys uh, fun times at the holiday party thanks for saying bye Mark really cool view um, I'm
0: taking a it. huge hit on this on this party thing do you want to get a plug in for the split ends podcast yeah
5: you guys need to check it out Erica Tamposi behind
0: yep. the glass Ricky's like scrambling but, to get her headset on <laughs>
3: no I was just gonna make a joke that it's like you have to remind Colleen to plug the show that we do every week she like it literally leaves her mind like she does not even realize that she's on
0: it you sound like uh, my, my friend Bob show. with the throwback podcast yeah. he gets so mad at me because I've never promoted the show.
5: Oh, by the way. Yes. Amazing job today on Good Morning Football with Kevin from the office, oh. breaking down your favorite Kevin moments. Was that on the spot or did you know ahead of time? Uh,
0: they, they gave me a heads up before we started. But I got a text from a GMFB producer today. They want me to go back on the show tomorrow because Kevin or Brian. Wednesday. Baumgarner, yeah. Uh, Wednesday. Uh, he's co- he's in the Nate chair all week, which is wild. And they want to do a trivia bowl my office knowledge versus his NFL knowledge. Yeah, I love tomorrow it. in a, a quiz. You know the office as well as anyone that I know. Here's my concern. My strength is in the early seasons. We've talked about it many times about, you know, as the show went on, it, it lost a lot of steam. So as long as the questions are in that season one to four range, I don't think Baumgard- gardner has got a chance here.
1: Yeah, but you need to go home and I would go home and uh, watch every Bone one up. of the, every mm-hmm. episode. Uh, before this contest
5: and throw that out as a disclaimer I mean it was it was fascinating and the fact that he threw out there that he only wore readers in that one episode <laughs> that the poker one yes. and he was an accountant and never once did you ever see him put readers on only when time. he was at work was really entertaining
0: uh, and that's one of my favorite shows ever so that was very cool um, Connie yeah. Dead. All right. Great to have you always. There she goes, the tiny box Connie Fox. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, we'll be back on Thursday uh, with two episodes, the full preview of week 14, where we uh, 15. own. It's flying now. Uh, and also the TNF recap of this excellent Chiefs Chargers game. Uh, so make sure uh, you check in for that. All right. Let us go. Listen, flea medication is no joke, Ricky. You put that collar on It's floor. expensive. Yeah. It's expensive. It's I gift. appreciate it. Thank I you got very you much. Back, darling. Alright.
3: And thanks for the baby.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Thursday. You got it. <laughs> you got it. Heed the call. <laughs>